to Fast Five Star Fridays. Welcome back to the Fast Five Star Podcast, presented by the Wide World of Rome and hosted by yours truly, Jimmy Robertson, head football coach at Fairleigh Dickinson University. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of the FFSP as we continue on our quest of being Fast Five Star. Part of being Fast Five Star is bringing great energy and passion into the relentless pursuit of greatness. Well, we have a big time guest joining us today that has a contagious energy and enthusiasm that elevates everyone in his organization. As the leader, this guest sets the tone from the top. We have Coach Charles Huff, the new head football coach at Marshall University, joining us today on the Fast Five Star Podcast. This past season, Coach Huff was an assistant coach at the University of Alabama, where he won the 2020 College Football National Championship. In this episode, Coach Huff discusses all of his past experiences working under coaches such as Nick Saban at Alabama. James Franklin at Penn State and Vanderbilt, Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State, and P.J. Fleck when they were at Western Michigan together. Coach Huff discusses how he uses all of these past experiences and the principles and values he's learned combined with his personal values and vision to now lead the Marshall football program. I highly recommend getting out your pen and pencil, get out your notebook, because Coach Huff is about to drop some serious knowledge on all of us. Part of being Fast Five Star is always learning, always evolving. We will all get better together from what Coach Huff is about to discuss with us. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the head football coach at Marshall University, Coach Charles Huff. Welcome to another edition of the Fast Five Star Podcast. We have a big-time guest joining us today as Coach Charles Huff, the new head football coach at Marshall University, has been gracious enough to join us on the FFSP. Coach Huff, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, man. Thank you. Fired up to be here. Um, Obviously, you know, a whirlwind going on here, but I'm I'm enjoying every moment of it. Um, really excited about the opportunity that we have. Really excited about the energy and enthusiasm in this community. Uh, really fired up about our players, you know, finally getting the chance to spend a little time with them. Um, so it's going well, going well. Yeah. Talk about getting fired up, Coach. I'm just going to let you know, watching your introductory press conference, you had me fired up. Your energy is contagious. I know every student athlete on your team, your staff, the alumni, the fans, I know they're all just as fired up to see what you're going to do uh, with the Thundering Herd. Um, in your press conference, Coach, you talked about uh, having a vision before it becomes real, all right? And your vision as a five-year-old was to lead a program, and now that vision has become real, and a lot of hard work went into it. Can you give our listeners a little background on yourself and take us through that journey a little bit? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm from a small town in uh, Maryland. Uh, grew up on a hog farm, you know, so grew up hard work, grew up getting up early and cleaning pens before school. And me and my brother spent a lot of time uh, in the mud, <laughs> but uh, had an opportunity to go play college football at uh, Hampton University. Um, walked on in Hampton, was uh, blessed enough to earn a scholarship. So I, I've been a walk on, I've been a scholarship player, I've been a starter, I've been a backup, a 
I've been the last man on the bus. I've been the first man on the bus. Um, from there, I got an opportunity to coach at Tennessee State. I was there for, for three years, had an opportunity um, to develop a lot of skills. You know, I was the director of football operations. I was video guy. I was the tight end coach. I was special teams coordinator, O-line coach. Um, so wore a lot of hats, but also gained a lot of experience. Um, from there, I had a chance to meet uh, James Franklin and uh, got a chance to work at the University of Maryland. Um, got a chance to be around some beautiful minds of football and and really learn, you know, the ins and outs of football and putting a game plan together from an offensive standpoint and seeing the game from a defensive view, um, attacking areas and that type of deal. Uh, from there, when James Franklin went to Vanderbilt, I got a chance to go to Vanderbilt with him. So I got a chance to see a program kind of be built from the ground up. Um, I had a really good run there. You know, uh, what we did there was, was really good. James was, was a phenomenal leader, learned a lot about building a program, relating to a community, um, you know, relating to players, recruiting at a very high level. Um, had an opportunity from there to move on to the Buffalo Bills. Um, got a chance to coach some NFL players, C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson, Tashar Choice. Um, got to work for Chan Gailey. Um, it really, really got a chance to, to, to get a true feel for how different college football and the NFL are. Um, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of times you think, oh, it's football. Um, but there is a true difference, you know, and that, that helps me in recruiting. It helps me in coaching my players. I've been where they all want to go. Um, I know what it takes to get there. I know what they're looking for when they get there. Mm -hmm. um, from there, I had a chance to work at Western Michigan with P.J. Fleck. Again, another opportunity to see a program be built from the ground up, um, to see how to create energy and passion in a community, uh, to rally the community behind a football program. Um, P.J. is a great leader. Um, you talk about my energy. I mean, my energy is like, caffeinated or decaffeinated <laughs> compared to his energy. Um, but got a chance to see that. Got a chance to see how, as a coach, you can be yourself and still be, um, you know, and still be a football coach. You know, you don't have to put mm -hmm. on this coat and say, I'm the head coach. You can still be yourself and be professional at the same time. Um, from there, got an opportunity to go uh, back to Penn State with James Franklin or get back with James Franklin at Penn mm -hmm. State and had a really good run there. Went through a lot of obstacles. Obviously, we came in post Sandusky um, situation. Mm -hmm. Bill O'Brien had taken over the team right after the scandal, so the the the, the community was a little broken. The, the team was a little broken. So you talk about mending and bringing back, um, you know, energy and passion to a community that had been through a you know, tragic situation. Um, that Penn State situation was tough. Um, obviously, we weren't there right after it, but you know, the remnants of it was still there. Uh, spent four years there. Had a really good run. Won some big games. Um, went to Mississippi State with Joe Moorhead. Again, got a taste of the SEC and got a taste of uh, recruiting to a blue-collar program. And that that was, you know, that's something that I took from there. How do you recruit to a blue-collar program? Obviously, it's easy, um, you know, to say, well, you're attracting players to, you know, the Ohio State, the Clemson, the Penn State, the Bamas. Those are the not the easy ones, but those are the ones that are most um, noticeable. Mm -hmm. You know, so how do you recruit quality athletes to a, to a blue-blood program? Um, then from there, got an opportunity to work at Alabama. And, and, and it's a great experience, um, you know, to work at the highest level. And Coach Saban taught me a lot. Coach Saban molded me into a lot of the um, principles and values of programs that I run. Um, you know, you combine that with a lot of my experiences around and making me who I am and being me. You know, I think you are um, a collection of your experiences. I think, you know, a coach can say, well, you know, I'm this, I'm that. But you, you're really a collection of your experiences. You know, you take a kid. And you put him in a different environment at the age of one. By the time he's 12, he's going to act a little bit different. You flip his environment, he's going to act a little bit different. So that environment really helped me grow as a coach. Um, and then, obviously, a great opportunity here at Marshall University. 
um, to lead this program, unbelievable tradition, history, passion for a program. Um, you know, this community is Marshall and Marshall is this community. Mm -hmm. And you get a chance to see why this community wraps its arms around this program and these players so much. And I couldn't be more excited to be here. No, I appreciate you sharing your background and you have a ton of great experience working for some great coaches, as you said, James Franklin, PJ Fleck, Nick Saban, Joe Moorhead, you know, now running your own show. And you are taking over a program, as you said, with a great history and tradition. How do you blend, Coach, your culture, your values, your process with that rich history and tradition of the Thundering Herd? Yeah, well, I think you, you got to find out what, what are you trying to do? Obviously, they've had a lot of history and tradition here, and they've been a solid program for a very long time. Um, this is not a one in nine program, as, I, as I've said before. Uh, but, but this program has had some success. Um, the key and what I'm trying to do is, is take this program from a good program to a champion program to where year in and year out, we are competing to be champions. Um, and that starts with a daily approach. And, and I think the thing that, you know, coming from Alabama has helped me is sustaining success, mm -hmm. you know, getting to the top of the mountain and getting to the top of the mountain and understanding how to stay there. Um, and also understanding that once you get to the top of the mountain, you become the mountain. And people start coming after you. People want that conference championship. People want to be the number one team in the conference. So once you get there, how do you stay there? And then how do you keep the gap between those people that are challenging you? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, congrats on the national championship last year. Is there one thing that you took, you know, working under a coach such as Nick Saban, you know, and winning a national champion? that you want to take now, you know, to Marshall, is it sustaining success? Is that the biggest thing you learned? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's really consistency and approach. You know, that, that's the one thing that, you know, everybody, you know, coach Saban is a phenomenal coach, obviously the greatest of my time that I, I've ever seen. Um, but the one thing that I think stands out is just his consistency. I mean, mm -hmm. the Alabama program has been very consistent for a very long time. And, and the key to that is, you know, being consistent in your approach every day, um, every day, one play at a time for 60 minutes, you are chasing greatness. Yeah. You're chasing to be a champion. You're yeah. working to be a champion every single day. It's not a, well, we won the championship. Now let's take a couple of days off. See you guys later. It's no, it's we won the championship. Great job. Okay. Now how do we get ready to win the next one? Mm -hmm. and, and that is what I'm trying to bring here at Marshall, getting our guys to understand what it takes on a daily basis to be a champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's ch that chasing greatness, the process of being a champion. And I know you're big on the process, Coach. In your introductory press conference, you talked about bridging expectations with that process. And expectations are high, but yours are higher because you want to win in everything, you know, whether it's checkers or connect four, you said, which I thought was awesome. You know, can you just describe that mentality you have that to win in everything day in and day out to chase that greatness? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I think, I don't think you can be a competitor selectively. Mm -hmm. You know, I think being a competitor is who you are and you have to compete in everything you do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Michael Jordan doesn't have a gambling problem. He has a competition problem. He likes <laughs> to compete. Um, you know, for him, it just turns into competing and, and, and gambling, at, you know, for somebody else's <laughs> money. Um, but to me, once you're if you're a competitor, you compete in everything you do. It's in you. Um, it's not something that you turn on on game day and say, OK, now I want to win. Well, you've already lost the game at that point. You know, winning starts at the beginning of the week. Winning starts when you get up in the morning, competing to be the best student you can be in the classroom, competing to be the best uh, citizen you can be in the community and then competing to be the best athlete you can be through workouts, practice and film study. So to me, 
that competition is something that you can't just, uh, you know, pick up at for, you know, 12 o'clock on Saturday, pick, drop it back off. It's something you got to live with. It's something you got to continue to drive, something mm-hmm. that you got to continue to chase on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. And, and I got to imagine that that championship and competitive mentality is why you're one of the best recruiters in all of college football. You know, coach, you've been recognized as one of the elite recruiters. Is it that same mentality that you bring to recruiting, combining it with then relating to people, as you said, something you learned from coach James Franklin? Is it those two things that kind of guide you in that process? Well, I think so. I I think it, I think it's that, I think it's, you know, like you say, it's, it's wanting to be the best. It's, It's trying to do your job at a very high level. The one thing I will say is when you when you get those accolades, uh, which are great, there's a lot of other people that helped you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's a team effort. I don't think there's one national recruiter that didn't have a team of other coaches, mm-hmm. a team of support staff, a great leader and coach Saban and allowing um, you know me to be able to chase the values and principles of the program, the values and principles of the recruiting philosophy. Um, so with all those things, it's a collaborative effort, you know, and, and, and what you learn along the way is as you make relationships with people in recruiting and in your profession, it's all of those things that go together to help you be successful. It's just like being on a team, right. you know, you need the team in order to help you be successful. A rising tide lifts all boats. So yes, the, the lowest man on the team or the last man on the roster may not catch every touchdown or make every tackle, but his willingness to be a part of the team and master his role allows everyone to have success. Right. No, no doubt about it. And, you know, that's what we talk about being fast five-star, you know, staying in that relentless pursuit of greatness, bringing that energy and passion, but you have to surround yourself with great people. And is that something you looked at when building your coaching staff now, your first staff at Marshall? You know, you were looking to surround yourself, I'm sure, with people that are elite in all things they do. But are there some traits that you look for, you know, when you were building your staff? Yeah, I think, you know, whenever you're going to be working with someone for 14, 15 hours a day, you, you want to have people around you to have good character mm-hmm. and, and, and the right way is always the right way. And you want to be around guys you can trust um, in order to build trust. You have to know the people you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you once you get around those type of people and you know, they got character, and you know, they got you know good morals and you can trust them. They got to be phenomenal recruiters. You know, we live in a recruiting world. Um, I can't coach a bad player to be good. I don't care how good of a coach I think I am, um, but we have to recruit. And when you do that, you have to be intentional about being relational. You know, you have to you know, be deliberate about making connections with all of the kids circle, whether it's mom, dad, grandmother, coach, mentor, librarian, whatever it is, you got to be willing to go to that, that length to build that relationship. And then you got to have really good teachers. You know, because it doesn't make sense for us to get these really, really good players in if these guys can't teach them. You know, in order to be a good teacher, you got to have a good knowledge base. So these guys got to have a good knowledge base of their, you know, expertise, wherever it is, by position or side of the ball, so that we can all come together, put our minds together, and put a very good product on the field. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about it. It's definitely all about those relationships. And whether you're, you know, on the quest to win a Conference USA championship, when you're on your quest of winning a national championship, Last year, it's all intentional, day in and day out, the intentional uh, things that you do to get to that level. You know, but you all do have to be aligned. And I heard you mention in one of your press conferences with Marshall is you were so intrigued and loved the opportunity because of the alignment within Marshall, not just the football program, but it was the president to the AD, to the coaches, whether it's football, track, you know, then into academics. And to us, being fast five starts, the alignment, then you can engage, then you can develop, 
you know, intentionally that championship team. So can you talk a little bit about that alignment and what that meant to you? Yeah, I, I think whenever you're you're talking about a, a program or an organization of the size of a football team, you know, you're 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 basically responsible for close to 200 people, you know, in some way, say some shape or form. Um, and in order for that organization to work, the people in the organization have to believe that the organization is aligned, mm-hmm. you know, meaning that the message from the top down and the bottom up are mm-hmm. all in the same same lanes. Um, you don't want, you know, to have someone at the top of the co- uh, organization who is, you know, not thinking about the lowest man, you know, and the lowest man not thinking about the top and, and making sure that everybody is pulling the rope in the same direction. You know, whatever your role is, you know, if you're you know, the president or if you're the head coach or the AD or you're the person that cleans the building, everybody has to be in alignment with mm-hmm. what the goal is. And that's to be a champion. It can't be, well, this person only wants to sell season tickets and they don't care about the product on the field. This person only wants to win games and they don't care about you know, the overall budget or this person, you know, wants to make sure that their players have everything everything and they're not you know in line with the other sports so that everybody wins so you got to have really good alignment you got to have really good uh, relationships again Mm -hmm. with everybody in the organization in order for the organization to be successful Mm -hmm. and and to get to that successful level I'm sure coach you have some core values that that drive that culture that drive that alignment Are, are there some core values that you believe in that are now driving the Marshall football program yeah, you know, I, I talked about it with my, with my team today. You know, one, one, number one, you got to have a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to wake up every day and believe that this is going to be the best day of my life. I don't care what anybody says. And the more days you wake up with that mentality, the more best days of your life you're going to have. Yeah. Um, second thing you got to do, you got to have an unbelievable work ethic. We cannot be outworked here. Regardless of what we have or don't have from a resource standpoint, we can control our attitude and our effort. Those are the first two things that when you wake up in the morning, you got complete control over. So we got to do a really good job of outworking everyone around us. Third thing is you got to be able to compete in everything you do. Doesn't matter. Like I said, if you're playing checkers or chess, you got to want to win because winning is a all day, every day feeling. It is not something you can pick up or put down. And then the final one is what separates good programs from great programs, good people from great people is discipline. Doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it the way it's supposed to be done and consistently making the choices and decisions to do the right thing. You know, on one hand, here's something I know I'm supposed to do, but I really don't want to do it. Can I make myself do it? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, here's something I know I'm not supposed to do, eat ice cream every night, but I really want to do it. Can I keep myself from doing it? And those are the choices and decisions that you have to make on a daily basis in order to be successful. Yeah, I love those values, Coach, and thank you for sharing those with us because it's, it's so true. It's that discipline. It's that consistency to compete because, as you said, winning is an all-day, everyday thing. And, and to wrap it up here, Coach, uh, one last question for you. I want to be very respectful of your time. But we talk about being fast five-star. Again, it's that energy and passion and the relentless pursuit of greatness, all the things you're talking about day in and day out. If there was one piece of advice for our listeners that you would give that got you to that fast five-star elite championship level, Now, you know, realizing your dream of being a head football coach at that level, what's that one thing, piece of advice that you would give to our listeners? Yeah, the one one thing I would say is is you never fail. You always learn. Mm -hmm. And and along the way, I had the opportunity to to be involved in a lot of um, interviews, job opportunities, you know, situations where I thought I was going to be moving to do this or situations where I thought I had done enough to do that. Um, and it, and, and it didn't work out, 
but you never fail. You always learn. So I interviewed for a lot of head jobs, you know, throughout my career. Um, and obviously this is my first one. So I didn't get any of those ones I interviewed for. But it wasn't that I failed in the interview. I learned a little bit each time. I learned a little bit each time I, I, I didn't get the job. OK, what was it different about this situation than that situation? You know, any game that we've lost, we didn't fail. There was something along the way that we learned. Did we not take care of the ball? Did we not do a great job? on third down? Did we not do a great job in short yardage or goal line? You know, what is it that cost us an opportunity not to win instead of including it as a failure and taking a negative approach to it? Okay. What did we learn in our quest? Okay. So for example, you know, two years ago at Alabama, we lost two games, you know, and, and we didn't make the playoffs and we, we came up short. Okay. Well, we didn't fail. Okay. What did we learn? We learned that we had to do a better job of taking care of the ball. We learned that we had to do a better job of short yardage. We learned that we had to do a better job on defense and getting off the field on third down. So whatever it is that you you say, okay, what can you take with you? You never fail. You always learn. And if you take that approach, you'll keep striving towards your goal. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because that, that learning and that growth, whether it's as the head football coach at Marshall, whether it was on your quest at Alabama to win a national championship, it could be a business leader for a Fortune 500 company, a student that's in ninth grade. You know, it's that learning and growing, staying true to who you are, your values, but learning and growing to get to that elite championship level. Absolutely. But coach, I want to sincerely thank you for your time. Uh, I want to congratulate you once again on becoming the head football coach at Marshall. Super excited to see what you're going to do with the program. Again, I'm fired up seeing the stuff that you guys are already putting out. Um, and I know your fans, student athletes, your staff, and, and everyone in the Thundering Herd community is just as fired up. So thank you once again. And again, Best of luck as you move forward on your quest to win a Conference USA championship. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. Really appreciate you guys. Wish you guys all the best and go herd. Have a good one. Thanks, Coach. Wow. What a phenomenal conversation with Coach Huff. I cannot thank him enough for joining us on the Fast Five Star Podcast. It's clear to see how and why Coach Huff is now the head football coach at Marshall University. It's clear to see how and why Coach Huff has had such long-term, sustainable success throughout his entire career. He's a fast five-star individual that, in his own words, is looking to take the Marshall University football program from a good program to a champion program. And it's through their daily approach that they will achieve that long-term sustainable success. It's from Coach Huff's past experiences, learning from such leaders such as P.J. Fleck that showed Coach Huff that you can be yourself and still be a football coach. You can bring that great energy and passion into a community and be professional about it. Or from coaches such as Nick Saban at Alabama that showed Coach Huff that it's through your consistency and approach every day through your process that you can chase greatness and work to be a champion. Coach Huff's energy and passion is contagious. He's a relentless leader that has great character and surrounds himself with people of great character as well. That character combined with his core values of having a positive attitude, having an unbelievable work ethic, competing in everything you do all day, every day, and having great discipline, that now sets the direction and drives the culture of the Marshall University football program. Those four core values are things that you control. 
It's what separates the good from the great. Those core values allow Coach Huff to be intentional day in and day out. To be the best that he can be as the leader of the Marshall University football program. And as he said, along the way, in your journey, your process, you never fail, you always learn. Do you and your program or organization have that positive approach? And do you use your past experiences to strive towards your goals? For you and your program to chase that greatness. I want to thank Coach Huff once again for joining us on the Fast Five Star Podcast. Follow him on Twitter, at Coach Huff. Follow Marshall University Football Program on Twitter, at HerdFB. They're putting out a series right now that they're calling The Process. They've released two episodes, and I highly, highly recommend to give it a watch. It'll give you a more in-depth look into Coach Huff and the Thundering Herd football program. Remember, make sure to subscribe to the Fast Five Star Podcast on Anchor, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Fast Five Star, at Jim Robertson QB, at Wide World of Rome. Hit us up. Connect with us. Let us know a topic or guess you want us to discuss or have on the show. I want to thank Coach Huff once again and wish him and the Thundering Herd football program the best of luck as they chase greatness. Remember, you never fail, you always learn. Compete. Stay consistent in your process and stay in relentless pursuit of greatness. I hope everyone has a fast five-star Friday. And until next week, we are all aboard.